It's lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Brooklyn Cafe studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat at the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, or a movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in free, 888-994-4995 right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe on a beautiful Thursday afternoon. It's nice here, not so nice in Louisiana. I know. Have you seen anything? Yes. I have not seen we anything. Have, we have an exciting show today. We are going to change some of the things that we do on the show. Yeah. We're going to try to become more entertaining. Because <laughs> we is not entertaining enough. <laughs> We're shifting the perspective. It's about love and hope and all good things. We're going back to my basics. You know, you got a little wonky and dark on me. I'm not going back. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Okay, she's gonna get you know. Whatever, I'm going to try to be more entertaining and give you some information. Some different things are going to be working on. And we got everybody in here involved in this thing. Nice we to see you today. Surprise. I haven't even talked to you today. I don't even know your name. We got a surprise guest in the studio. And I want you guys to participate. Now, I yeah. was told that I don't ask enough times for you to call in. 888-994-4995 is the number. It took me three years to learn that. Call in. Studio Participate. A. Get on the bottom and write on the screen, and we'll put it up on the screen. We're going to use the Remix Social. We are taking all the bells and whistles out today. Sounds good to me. You're going to see segments. You're going to see segments. Segments. Is that a word? Segments? Like sediment. Segments. You're going to see information, bits, humor, a little here, a little there, artistic stuff. Are we talking about art? Yes. Yeah. Creative arts. We're going to talk about all of that. Make sure you hold on to your microphone. We're going to talk about all of it. Make sure that microphone is lit. Oh, I'm making fun of everything today. Uh-oh. Happy Thursday to you. Happy Thursday. You know, the end of the week is approaching very quickly. I got some good news, good news, good news. Next week, Miami, you know that place south of us? Mm, yes. Finally, they're going to open up again. Oh, good. Slowly. It's not get crazy. Slowly. The reason we don't get crazy is because the first time they opened up, we didn't do a good job. This time, we're going to do a better job. Open up slowly, Lucy. We'll see what happens. And they're going to open a phase two here in West Palm and in Boca, meaning that the restaurants are going to slowly have people come and you know what you got to do, ladies and gentlemen, you got to wear the mask. Got to keep this with you. Change up your mask. Have seven masks a week. That way you have a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Sunday. I actually have to order more masks because I love those masks we have. How come I never get any of the new stuff? I lost my black mask. Well, you lo- I'm going to text her today. It's been a little busy. Sheva Gans is with us today. She is an expressive creative arts therapist for single parents and children. How do you like that? Very impressive. Okay. And so she's joining us, and we are talking about a lot of things. And she says, do we work 24-7? I went, "Mm, no, but, well, tonight we're here until this, and tomorrow night we're here until that. And Saturday we're in here recording a podcast for Kendra Erica, and pretty much we work a lot. Has that been confirmed? 
I think we're confirming it today. She's I away. Hasn't been confirmed. She's so we'll away. see what happens with that one. But that's planned. Now BYOB played today. I was not, I was fortunate enough to get in there and witness. Build what she your was own doing. brand. And she was do, yeah. Don't don't bring your booze. Bring your own yeah. brand. And I was I was fortunate enough to see the setup where you were actually drawing and talking to Vinny. And I'm dying to find out how that went. I think we have to get Vinny on here. We do have to get Vinny out here, absolutely. They're doing, they're doing a reproduction because Facebook went down and Fuego went out, so they're replaying it. So we'll talk about that. Vinny's going to come out. And while we were doing your Build Your Own Brand show, Creative Arts Therapy, we had Natalia Levy and Tatiana Fernandez and Dr. Moses Bernard joined us all the way from across South Florida, and they talked about being a chiropractor and what it's like for a doctor in business. Because doctors have to become businessmen. Everybody has to become a businessman. And it was a Artists great show. Now, I want to congratulate you and, this, and the staff. You noticed that I stayed out of the room. That was a good thing. It was high intensity. You talk about a production house this morning on high intensity, and it was. But it was spectacular. We sent the sound to WWNN. We did they the sent, and the guests sent us. We got video and sound from them. We took it. We did what we needed to do. We sent it to the radio station. New commercial. All of it rocking and rolling, and I it was... I got a text from, um, from Naples. Did you? You know who's over there? Who? Jody. Oh, I didn't know that. And she was watching the production. And? and they said, wow, pretty good stuff. It's the wave of the future is coming. We're going to let you in on the secret, because we got some other new shows coming, and there's a new sheriff in town, the way it works, and it works to perfection. You guys... You hit it out of the park. Congratulations. But I got nice to job. tell you, thank you. I got to nice tell job. you, teamwork, today's teamwork was, it was like an orchestrated team. And the, from the audio recording to you editing the piece together to sending it out to on point, all of those. And it was just spectacular. So thank you, thank you, thank you to our team. Good stuff. And wow, when it went, they even had to give themselves a round of applause. And we I can't say thank you enough. They gave themselves a round of applause, and they deserved it. But I saw it. also from Studio B, there was a round of applause. It was, everybody was clapping. I was in the middle. We were giving Vinny a round of applause. Is that what it was? Yeah. Really? He was hesitant to share some of his art, artwork, and so we, we gave him a round of applause. That's awesome. I can't wait to get Vinny back out here and hear about all of that. But that is a lot of things that have been going on here. I saw that all day today it has been going and growing and things were happening. I saw lots of applause. Now, me and the crew were putting segments together that you're going to see during the show. So I think we're going to give them a round of applause when we finish. And Taylor is amazing. She's She's quick. like a quiet storm. Ever notice it's the quiet ones you got to worry about a little bit? It's the dark horses. Really? Where is that horse, by the way? <laughs> is that what that. they're called, or the dark horses? Or the Trojan horse. It's the Trojan horse, where they come in as, as a surprise. And they are. They just they come <laughs> in quietly, and boom. Dark horse is a phrase, but maybe I'm not really not sure what it is right now. Now, you, now, you've, <laughs> now you've caught me off guard. What is a dark horse? I don't know, but <laughs> we do have a dark horse pencil artist around here and I'm looking for him and he kind of talks to us a lot of times. He's on the floor. Be changed now. He talks to us a lot so there's got to be a reason but I'm so excited that you joined us. We're going to get Vinny out here but you hosted your first BYOB which I is build did. your own brand today on our network. What did you think? I, I was really exciting my first time doing anything like that so thank you for the opportunity and it's good to be back here and I was really look excited about sharing some of the work that I do because I work with creative arts and creativity and self-expression and I think it's a really good medium for people to know about because you can do it 
at the comfort of your own home. And it, I today I showed an exercise with a paper and a pen, two different exercises. We all have paper and we all have pen. And sometimes we think that healing is so expensive. You know, we have to go to a therapist and we need years of coaching or, and oftentimes, I'm not saying those aren't good. <laughs> I, I'm a therapist. It's good to use a therapist if you need it. But we also have the tools some within ourselves or at home that can help us along the way. And that's great for parents or people who are stuck at home, don't have time right now, are feeling very overwhelmed and stressed. There are things you can do at home to help. I want to try, I want to try it. Can we try it while we're on set? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, have, I want to change your perspective here. I can't draw. Well, that's great. why I want to do this. Perfect. I mean, I might even my handwriting, when I write notes, I can't read it. Really bad. But my artistic value comes from film. That's your creative voice. That's my voice. That I mean, you saw how quickly I put that spot together. To, even the kids were watching saying, wow, wow, because I use wavelengths. And I, I mean, I've been doing this long enough and it's sort of matched, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you saw it. So mine is a different forte. I can't pick up a crayon from a pencil. But you give me video, I can put Da Vinci to shame. That's why my degree, I chose this degree, was, is it expressive art so it's not entirely art it's not entirely music it's this concept that we have a wide range of tools what speaks to you might not speak to me might not speak to you but we have so many resources at home that parents or people or children don't realize can be used as resources so you're right most often art is the quick go-to it's the easiest it's the one people most relate to but there's so many other ways camera phot photo therapy is a thing of of just it's using the everyday materials that you have and just tapping into it to the next level so you can have an increased sense of awareness or learning how to use it to be more present or mindful or increased breathing or just being more noticing and being more self-aware. And as a creative art therapist, I'm looking at what we put under for your tagline, creative arts therapist for single parents and children. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your degree as a therapist because you've got this niche that you work with. It's pretty niche, right? It's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, I, I focus on single parents and divorced families. I, I have my own experience in that, so it's something that I can speak to. And there's a lot of stress that happens. And the more I learned about the effects of stress on children, the more passionate I became about giving parents the tools that they would need to help themselves and their children deal with the stress of transition. So even though I focus in my work with divorce and single parents, it's really just dealing with transitions and life changes and stress. And that is, couldn't be more applicable these, these days, right? I have to tell you, the stress is, remember we talked when this whole pandemic started and we were working with your CBD store and we said what's gonna happen is people are gonna start going back to work and children and your pets are going to start feeling it. <laughs> Which was tremendous and true to fact, my daughter's been staying with us and she's got this little 10 pound Yorkie mix. The past two days she's terrified she won't come out from under the bed because wow. she knows now that she's home all day alone and mommy's not there and nobody's there to play with. So she is too terrified to even get out from under the bed and it's exactly what's happened. She, they're good for the first couple of days because they're like, all right, this is fun. It's going to go back and it doesn't. And the sh she was shivering this morning coming out from under the bed. Most small dogs though. But this is, and with kids going back to school, I would think right now more than ever. If your children changed. are shivering under the bed and not coming out, then <laughs> I don't think 
art is the thing right now. <laughs> but <laughs> you should stress, get help. <laughs> the stress of what it is. Is the stress of what it is. Yes. It's the stress of, and what is stress? It, it's this feeling of overwhelm and, and fear is this um, fear of the unknown, that we, we don't know what's going to happen. And those two combined are what we've, we're experiencing now in ways we most of us have not experienced ever in our lives. So what's going to be the unknown? The, almost everything we took for granted, everything, our scheduling, kids going to school. I mean, I took that for granted. Of course, we're going to wake up. We're, I'm going to drive you to school. I'm going to drop you off. And then gone. Whoever thought, whoever thought schools would be shut down. I know. And for the long period. Vinny, we're going to move you over here with Sheva. We want to learn about your experience. <laughs> back and he thought you escaped one time he, he's gonna it's like picking at the wounds we're just gonna keep talking about it's it it's really cool friday because i want to try it i don't even know what they did because i was in the other so studio how do you, you want to try it because why because she showed me a little bit that we don't have to be artistic Vinny made it he made it because it's ways to alleviate stress that she shared oh really is that what Vinny did oh boy I can't, can't you see how stress-free he looks now it's like a spa it's like Whoa. you just went to the spa i should have given you then a stressed person you should have given her that, Vinny's that really, one Vinny's really relaxed we should have yeah, put teddy in that chair more well we should have had a very a variable so you know, we should have had maybe a, a super stress Vinny started off i had him rate himself <laughs> Zero to five, five being incredibly stressed, zero being zen. And he was, you said a two? Two, three. He started at two. So really, you know. Yeah, he's really I'm at, needed a better test subject. I was at about a five. <laughs> we need a Teddy. You. Me. Pretty much. You're yeah. like an eight. My goodness I know. Gracious. On a scale of one to five, I'm, I'm like an eight. I know. It's boom. 100%. Well, show us what, or share with us, Vinny, what did you think of the process? And what was the process? Relaxing. Like, you draw some repetitive mo moments, and then you draw whatever you want, you know, whatever you feel like, how you feel, and everything. It shows what kind of mental state you're at. Do you usually draw? No. And he was very hesitant. He thought he was just going to be interviewed, and then when I said, no, we're going to do some art, he almost bailed. Why I think his two went to a four, maybe. Why do you keep jumping into stuff I not know beforehand? <laughs> we didn't know it either. She asked. You said me. And one and one equals two. Definitely he said right. himself, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Slick. Definitely he did. You didn't even give a chance for anybody to raise their hand. You yeah, said you me. Raise your hand. Like, as I do. But, I, but it's a good experience because you're learning something out of the box. Now, I have to ask you, if he had drew, if he had drawn like cookie monsters and sort of really scary stuff, kind of scary, you ever get something like that? I, I don't spend a lot of time analyzing art. A lot of therapists do that and that's a legitimate thing but it's really about creating a visual of your internal process who am I to say what that means and it allows for the person who created it to see what they created so my job would be what have you noticed just to help I'm the facilitator to help increase your own self-awareness in the process and it works great with children I've had children notice incredible things about their own drawings and then we talk about what that could mean and that gets them involved in the process of their own healing instead of this is what's wrong with you <laughs> or this is what you should do. It's not a process like that. It's really about learning how to be aware and notice because, and, th and that's the key, we can never, and in today's day and age, we have no idea what's going to be. I can't say A, B, C is going to happen in your life, so these are the tools to manage A, B, and C. How do I know it's going to happen? There's no formula. 
The only thing you can teach a person or a child is to notice their own, own reactions, to be self-aware. And using art is a great way to do that because it makes it visual. And then you can see, now, especially when you create 3D stuff. That's really cool. I, I wanted to ask because I, had, I spoke to somebody yesterday and she said not to use her name, but I spoke to somebody yesterday who got a job to do a three family, three kids to take care of the schooling, like, like to watch and to teach and to help. Eight hours a day, okay? Three different families, three different girls. And it was discovered that one of the girl, two of the p kids did not like being with the other kids in that environment. Which, you know, it's really strange, I gotta tell you, that you're here. Because I'm listening to what you're saying. And those two kids no longer are involved. She's down to one. But I think that before the children were put into this whole different environment. I think someone like you should sit down with them and let's find out if we have a good mix there. Because all of a sudden everybody is like, what are we gonna do now? They don't want to be with each other. And a lot of the, a lot of this could have been avoided if we had done it again correctly. It's about doing it correctly. It's not about not doing it, it's about doing it so that it's done correctly. So people that are watching you, if they're gonna homeschool their kids or they're gonna have pods with children, you may want to find out what they're thinking right now a little bit. Don't take it for granted that you can think for your kids. Also on top of that is children have a very protective nature. So if they see that their parents are stressed and have a ton of anxiety, they might not want to add to that stress. So they could very well just be swallowing their own feelings and emotions and not acknowledging because they don't want to add to a parent's stress. And then that doesn't ever turn out well, you know, work we don't well, deal with yeah. our emotions properly, but they may be trying to protect. So it's really extra beneficial to teach your children how to communicate and how to get in touch with what they're feeling. And, and I love this. I'm sorry. I love this because the timing of putting her on the air right now, I think is more necessary than everything else. I like to even put a segment with her, what she's talking about a little bit on the kids television network. I think we have to sort of tell parents, listen, you're doing a great job. You're doing the best you can under the worst circumstances. But you gotta understand that sometimes children see things that you don't see. I learned this from my boys. They feel it differently, sure. And they begin to act a little different. Remember I had Gio rubbing that button because he used to talk in school? Took it away and my kid happens to be one of the brightest kids you've but, ever yeah. seen. But he was talking inside because he was bored. You know, I look at Vinny, I look at Slick, I look at Latina Salina over there, and I know that they have different music even though they're close to the same age. And they have needs. And they, they're not children. I mean, these are grown adults. But they're under the worst circumstances you can possibly be that affects everything around you. Parents, teachers, work, you name it. Going to the bank, going to the post office. You know how stressful it is to go to the post office? I get scared to death. But it's about lowering stress, and I want to try this because I think when you're on the phone, do you doodle? Yes. What do you do? You have like a go-to. I doodle all the time. Do you have a go-to doodle? No, paper. I told you I wrote contracts on that. What napkins. do you write on paper? What do you doodle? What I don't, pictures? Nothing. What Circles, you, squares. It's like just random. Random. Not a go-to. I go into into the out out atmosphere. Uh, I go to the stratosphere. Stratosphere. Yeah. Do you Don, have a go-to? What, what what's your go-to? I have a, I have like two go-tos. Okay. <laughs> One is flowers like leaves. And the other are like lines and boxes with, with dots. What does that tell you, Doc? 
The lines. Tell her she about the lines. I need a lot of help. There is for sure. I the lines to me to me mean there's a right and a wrong. I'm like connecting the dot. Literally, if you saw my doodles, I'm connecting you the are, dots. But you're ver well versed on right and wrong. You have a line. And that's why you, the line is the emphasis of your brain. And everything you do has a line. And I learned this because one of my, one of my sons was drawing because my brother died. And he was a mess in school. And one of the, the teachers came and she had him draw. And he kept drawing Harry over and over again. And it was the funeral. I should never have taken Freddie to see Harry at the funeral. And I regret it to today because he's 28 and it's still part of his DNA. And I'm sorry that I did that when he was, I think, 14, 13. So your line has a definition. You are world-verse. Wow, you're analyzing me. What do you think? You should interview Freddie because it's a whole analysis by Freddie. That's why I'm all over the place. <laughs> I'm a giant squiggle. I remember my mom would always be on the phone doodling. Do you doodle? No. Well, I yes, did a lot in high doodle. school. High school, I do a lot. I see you doodle. Now, my daughter will sit, but she's an art teacher, and she will do like the, what you did, the mandalas, mm -hmm. and she will create that in a sec, like in nothing. What you created was beautiful, but you're not an artist. I'm not an artist. You're and not I'm a piano very player either. Of my art, and I was talking to Vinny about that. I don't look at my stuff and think, "Wow, that's beautiful." No artist does. Leonardo da Vinci painted over his greatness a hundred times because he said it's I'm really not an artist. But do I am creative. I'll own that. I'm do you play creative. the piano? <laughs> Nothing. Are you yeah. a piano player? Do you play the, I'm not, I, I play the piano. Yes. To me, you're a piano player. I don't even know one key from another. Yeah, I own that. I'm creative. I, I definitely own that. And that's why I'm in this field because I found a lot of expression and release through my creativity. I, I, I am creative, but I don't excel in any modality. But that's fine. I don't have to. What do I excel in? What do you excel in? Oh, what I think you do, though. I think you excel in all of the A creative of stuff, arts yeah. modality. Yeah. What you do and how you help. Yeah, you're very humble. Yeah. Like, I would never say that. To me, you excel, you bring it, you show up, you do it, and you, t and you talk one of our interns in 30 well, minutes. I, I and think I'm a him. good therapist and coach. I think I do well in that. I'm talking about the arts. I don't consider myself a, a um, art therapist. I, I know I'm an art therapist, but I'm not an artist or a musician or any of those. Well, what what made you decide it. to even go into creative arts therapy as a, as a everything? You didn't pick one meeting. You I didn't pick one. Whole. Exactly. It might, you know what? My dad was the first one who put this idea in my head. And he, when I was in high school, he said, I found the perfect job for you. You should be a music therapist. Because when I was younger, most of my stuff that I did was music and piano and guitar. That's what I did. And then I had, in, I thought, wow, that's so cool. This job where you can combine creativity and social reform or helping people. What a cool combination. And then I went to school, got my, my BA in art therapy. And then to get any, to progress to really work, you need your master's. And then I heard of something called expressive art therapy. And I thought, oh, that's what I'm going to do because I can't focus on one thing. There's, there's, you can either be an art therapist or a music therapist or a drama therapist or an expressive art therapist. And I just thought, awesome. Because what speaks to me exactly what you were saying earlier is that you don't, art doesn't really do it for you. You prefer the visual, the digital medium. 
And so if I come as a therapist and have a more of a toolbox for my clients, I can help them find their voice instead of just using art, which I don't want to say anything bad about using one modality. There's so many benefits to that. But this spoke to me personally to have more of a toolbox for the people that I work what with. What about individually? Does it work so... Because I know you're very humble. And you're not going to take... You're like a lot of people in this place. Nobody takes credit for nothing. Me, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I think I'm the best at what I do. And I tell them the same thing. When I ask them the question, that's what I expect to hear. Because I want it to be at the highest level you can bring. But what about personally? Do you feel you're pretty good? Do I personally feel that I'm good at art? Yeah. I wouldn't say art is my strongest medium. What's your strongest medium? So it's funny because my strong, what I consider the strongest is what I'm most passionate about. It doesn't mean I'm the best at it, but I'm most passionate about movement and dancing. That's where my soul is. You speaks. dance too? So you play the piano, you play the guitar, and you dance? I, I told you, I do a little bit of everything. I'm a jack of all trades. It was research for, for work. I have, <laughs> of course, I still consider art in a way. Like dancing and movement? Is good it art? Point. Yeah, that's yes, still good point. Art. Yeah, so it's art. expressive arts. These all fall under the arts. So all of these are art. And writing, and I write a little bit too. I really have tried everything. What kind of dancing do you do? I do hip something. Hop. I don't do hip-hop. Uh. I should do hip-hop. It would make me a better dancer. But I do something called swing dancing. Okay, can I just talk about swing dancing for Please? two minutes? I, t I spent around five years talking only about swing dancing. So most people in my life are very sick of hearing me talk about it. But I hear that when I talk about swing dancing, I light up because I just get so excited. I found swing dancing. Swing dancing is, I say, sw saved my life. I found it after my divorce. And I had had my kids for a while. And then my, we started doing more of a shared custody. And, and my ex took them for the first time. It was Thursday night. He had them for the night. And at first, I was so excited to get a break. And then when they left, the house was so quiet. And I just stood in this empty house, and I was so overwhelmed with grief and the loss of the family and my identity. What do I do now? If my kids are gone and I'm all alone, what do I do? So I went on Meetup, and I found a local swing dance class on Thursday nights. And I went, and I was hooked. I'm like, what do you guys need? Do you need my kidney? Do you need my firstborn? Like, <laughs> what do you need from me? And that was it. And that started my whole journey. And I, it's been a few years since I've been dancing. And dancing to me is a, a manifestation. It's an expression of relationship. And that was what, exactly what I needed when my relationship broke down. And how to learn about myself in partnership to somebody else. And without words. The entire thing is you have these mini experiences with somebody for two, three minutes, for as long as the song is, you don't exchange a word, but you have a relationship because you have a give and a take, a follower and a leader. You have, Im you have to Im improv, you know, you gotta work with what your partner gives you. You have to listen, you have to communicate. Oh, are you giving this? Then I'll do this. You have to respond. So I, I just learned so much about myself and relationships from dancing. And other than the fact that it's so fun and I travel and I meet new people and I started competing in dancing and it's really? been a wild journey and it's gone because there's no dancing right now wow and it's given me a lot more time in my life now that it's gone so hold on hold on i so want to know how she learned about i have so many questions what, i have for you but i want to go the hell is swing break dancing? and come back and talk I about know, all what's of this swing dancing? really 
Really? Of all the things. Really. I don't know swing dancing. Who's taking the first commercial break? You select Vinny? Yes. What, what are we setting up here? We're doing Vinny first? I'm going to send this over Slick. to Slick. Take a commercial break. I got to hear more about... I want to know this. I want to look up swing, swing dancing. Swing, swing dancing, dancing is beautiful. Yeah. It's so much fun. Right? You but know what it is? Oh, no, I don't know what it is, but I've seen it done. It's here. very fast-paced, and it's very... No, so so there's two different types of swing dancing. All right, hold that thought. We're going to talk about it when we get back from break. I'm going to look it up. No, don't cheat. I'm going to cheat. I want to. I'm, I'm curious. Is do you? Most people think of what you're thinking of. Yeah. Do, do you do any other dancing besides yeah. swinging? That you do. You do salsa. I, I can't Merengue. Salsa. I don't Mercer love it. Break. Merengue. I can't. I can't. Capacha. Follow. I can follow. I'm not very good. I'm wow, good. you're in trouble now, lady. All right, let's send this over to Slick. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more with Creative Arts Therapy with Sheva Gans. See what swing dancing is all about. Stay tuned. All right, this segment of the Brooklyn Cafe is brought to you by Dignity Memorial. Dignity Memorial is having a 30% off sale for pre-planning for, pre for your funeral. So please plan your future with either your loved one or yourself with Dignity Memorial, you'll be saving 30%. Also, they have free online seminars and free scatterings. So tune in to some more Brooklyn Cafe TV show and call Dignity Memorial. The way you live your life says a lot about you. The way you choose to commemorate your lifetime can say even more. It's a single event that speaks volumes. So how do you celebrate a life? Dignity Memorial Providers believe that your memorial service should be as unique as you are, reflecting your personality and your passions. It should be a perfectly tailored send-off, a fitting tribute for family and friends to celebrate the person they love. We're professionals at catering to your every need, right down to the catering. In fact, no detail is too small. So when it comes time for a fitting tribute, we'll see that your final wishes are beautifully fulfilled. It's what Dignity Memorial providers are known for. and why you should rely on us to see that your life is well celebrated. The celebration of a lifetime begins here. I look very snazzy right now. say guys you've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe show sometimes you need to shake things up a bit
to be a little adventurous to make your meals pop. Don Pablo Coffee Growers and Roasters have that special ingredient, that little bit of adventure in a bottle to take your dinner to the next level. So take a leap and try one of Don Pablo's fresh roasted specialty coffee meat rubs on your beef, chicken, or pork. You'll never go back to boring again. Go ahead, rub it on your meat. All right, guys, um, for a up, quick update on Hurricane Laura, I know there's a lot of things that's been, um, you know, been said about it. It did make landfall on the Louisiana coast uh, um, at a Category 4. When it, once it made landfall, um, it became a Category 2 with 110-mile-an-hour winds. Now it's over Alexandria, I believe. But to brush upon the whole situation with this with with this hurricane because we are like as a society in America we are facing two other things besides this hurricane we are facing political reform and um and racial reform so this is kind of like a bad topper it's kind of like this year can it get can it get any worse but i have to say being that i I've, I've been seeing i i would say sort of good news from the drone pictures of over the Louisiana coast that shows just um, either down power lines and bad roofing. No casualties has been reported, so that's a good sign. And hopefully we can get out of this terrible, terrible hurricane season. Back to you guys on the Brooklyn Cafe TV show. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. You all fools, I can tell you. I'm going to tell you, Slick, nice job, yes. You know, we have friends. Uh, I, got, I got family and friends down in Louisiana. We, the prayers go Correct. out to you. Let us know you're okay. Give us a... It was a holler. Do a check-in. And a check-in. Let us know. I mean, this thing is going to eventually... It's going to go to New York as a tropical storm. I saw that. That's just right. insane. It's going to go across the entire United and States. There's is just one. stop it. Is this a sign? Just don't or? even go. There's don't another one. There's another one coming <laughs> off half Africa. Half full. Half full. There's, half another full. One, there's another one coming off Africa. Half you know, full. You know what the difference is? <laughs> that we are getting ready. We're getting prepared. And we're, and, and we're doing the moves you have to do so there is no loss of life. Dawn, you know, you can always repair a house. Of course. But if you're not in town, like you saw all those people evacuate, evacuate there's another one coming. There's another one right off the coast of Africa. To See, this is what Slick says, the glass is half empty with you. Why can't Correct. we rejoice I in the being Why can't we rejoice in the positive things of whatever... It was. Well, what are you going to do there if this thing no is casuals, in your backyard? There was no just, Why like, it? property damage. I feel like we should, like, think of the positive because, like, right now we're in a cesspool of, like, everything. But what everything is, uh, right now Everything is, is on trial right now. Gotcha. But it doesn't have to be. Okay. But why is, only, why, why is it only water, though? Why can't it be something, like, orange juice or Coca-Cola? Why do you want it to be a tropical why? storm of Coca-Cola? <laughs> That'd be cool, Thank though, you, wouldn't Shabba, it? Because I'm glad you're following his mind right now. <laughs> hey, that'd be cool, but you wanted to rain Coca-Cola. Just goes hard left. Or like, like raining really money, that'd be good too, you know. Hey, like, you know, raining coin. No, that would hurt, honestly. No, no coins were yes. Well, that would hurt I feel you, like man. Orange juice and Coke would be worse than water. I think so it's too. Sticky. Uh, refreshing yes. taste of Sunny D. He yeah. likes sticky. <laughs> he walks around with sticky sneakers. No, 
Oh, they're not. We're so not going there, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> oh, you know, that's wrong. <laughs> that's just wrong. That's not what I meant. We actually had a show on this morning, and one of the guests said something. I said to the girls, if that were Freddie saying that, we'd go a hard other way, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> Listen, the bottom line here is things happen. You know, things happen. Hurricanes happen. Riots happen. Things are happening. And you got to talk about them. You have to be able to have a little fun with it once in a while. Doesn't mean we don't take it seriously. Slick, that was an awesome presentation. But I want to get back into this whole swing no dancing thing. Yes, we okay. should be talking predominantly about swing dancing. Yes, do we tell us. We should talk about swing dancing. So there's two kinds of swing dancing? There's two kinds of swing dancing. There's East Coast and West Coast. Get out. West Side. West Side. Exactly. Uh, get out. I will not. Really? Yes. I'm, most people, when I say swing dancing, think of East Coast. East Coast. You're the one who thought yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And definitely. East Coast is that big band, that hoppy, yeah. yes, that, you know, with the outfits <laughs> and the old school. That's East Coast swing. And that's an amazing dance. And the people, the community that does East Coast, they are the nicest dancers and they get all in. Their events that they have, people come in costume, people come in time era period clothing they do their hair like the 40s and it's amazing their energy is off the charts because it's a really fast-paced dance are you from the west coast i'm not i'm from canada oh from canada? Yeah. I'm you're canadian, canadian? i'm canadian wow. really that's why i'm so nice that can make point yeah i was thinking <laughs> no wonder we're in that's canada right. and that's why i say dance everybody makes fun of the way i say dance yeah. they're like oh you're going dancing Teddy, <laughs> Teddy, look at see if you can find East East Coast swing. She's West Coast swing. West, West Coast swing. See if you can find both. I like to play it because even have to say what's the. They're difference. both all over America. East Coast and West Coast is just where they originated from. So it, there's and you're Canadian history. You're not even from here. I'm not even from <laughs> here. What's the West Coast like then? It's so West Coast is what it morphed. West Coast was was when East Coast um, hit the. Uh, became combined with ballroom. So the music slowed down. West Coast nowadays is set to contemporary music. So the things that you're hearing on the radio, all those pop songs, that's West Coast swing. Ooh. The dance is slower, it's more stretched out. To me, it's magic and it's a really hard dance. Like ballroom dance. You know that wow. there is a West Coast salsa and an East Coast salsa dance. That I did not know. I don't know if you're making that up or not. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you are. You know him well already. Don't learn me. Learn. Don't learn me, but yes. <laughs> she learns already. She's peeking in that window, I see already. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> and we move on. Okay, so great. So, so, so dancing was your escape? Dancing was my... Ev I, I, I call dancing sex without repercussions. <laughs> okay, let's not get ridiculous now. Now you're going to a different stratosphere. Did you dance in college? No. <clears throat> you never danced before? Oh, well, if you want to get real deep, I <clears throat> grew up as an Orthodox Jew, which meant no touching men. And so I That's grew up. That's a good up, rule. I, <laughs> it was a very good rule. I grew up no touching, no, no dancing, obviously. Dancing was not on the cards. And I only started dancing a few years ago after my divorce. So now you're touching. Is your ex-husband Orthodox also? He is in the Orthodox world. Yeah. Wow. Now I would say it involves some touching. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know what the swing well, looks well, like. Well, here's my next question. And you said you learned a lot about relationships. So, okay, I understand a little bit now more. But what did you learn through swing dancing about relationships? Oh, I mean, I said before. 
it's an interaction between two people. But you're not talking. But you're not talking. But that's, and to me, that's the beauty of the work that I do also, is the expressive arts. It's finding communication in nonverbal expression. I just found an embodied ex experience of that in dance. And I am fascinated by it. So I mean, I don't. I think most people don't go into dancing and swing dancing, thinking as much as I thought about it. It's just fun. But, but it's your whole life has changed. My whole life has changed. It was where I was in life. It was what I do professionally. I it was my experience it. that, to me, it gave me so much more than just an outlet or fun. It just really taught me a lot. Yeah, and it's just you know, there's the whole performance element, and and how, and also. The culture, it's a, it's a subculture, and the norms of the culture are different. So what we look at in, as what's important in our society, you know, wealth and looks and things like that, that's our status money. In subcultures, that's different. So what was important in dancing world isn't necessarily what's important in the real world, I guess. I think as part of this whole pandemic, you saw I put our old, our meme up, the green acres because it's like taking me do you know what they told me when you put that up where's what? the pig that's not nice the pig the, the, whatever the name of the From pig green is. acres Remember i said the show we, green acres yeah but it had a name the pig had a name yes i, can't remember I don't remember the pig's name i but said yes. we ate him <laughs> she said you don't eat him whatever the name of the pig is i ate him but it what's things are going back to more of a simpler time because you have to right yeah, you're but it appreciating isn't. whoa whoa wait a minute i'm gonna tell you something that's not a simpler time. But dance is the culture of dance. Okay, you can see it as dance. It's a whole lot more than going dance there. I'm going to tell you something. It's a whole new well, her and a whole new show has come to well, town. That's a whole nother Even Slick is yeah, nodding. They're not both nodding because we guys. And it's a whole. That's why. But we're not going to talk about that part. Well, no, I'm not going to talk about it. At but the that's five why. Show, we can. But that's why you are so. You have a shine. It's a whole different you. When I talk about dance. About everything. <laughs> when you walk in the room, everything about you is different because you're living a new life. Everything about what you, the real you, is this. So all yeah. of us are going to have to get into the swing. Do we Did got any video on swing? Netflix, I think it's or Apple and Orthodox. Yes. I, have a, I could talk a lot about that. It's a whole other thing, right? You yeah. see, I can't because I just high-five the rabbi and we go from there. <laughs> Everybody I know who knows that I come from my background called me after the show came out. Did you watch the show? What did you, you watch think of that show? show? Relatable at all? Super, her, her struggle was very relatable. I mean, it's a show, so you, right. you can't, to me, her transition happened so fast. <laughs> when you grow up, in an environment where the black and the white and the right and the wrong are so clear and that's all you know, for me personally, it doesn't happen that quickly that overnight you just shed everything and you're this new amazing person and identity. It's, it's not as easy. Like she just goes into the water, takes off her wig. And what show is and, this? And then that's it. Right, literally cleansed by the water. Yeah. And what, wait a minute, what show is this? Unorthodox. I think it was on Apple TV no, or, on or Apple. Netflix. Oh, what I don't have Apple. Maybe it was on Netflix. I think it was Netflix. And what happened? You have to watch the show. Dun, dun, dun. It's a, a young girl growing up in the Orthodox community, a very small, ultra-Orthodox community, and she just said one day, I'm done, I'm out, and she leaves the country. And it's You have a, to leave the country? You don't have to. She chose to, and what happened and what transpired as she left and who looked for her, who didn't look for her, her inner struggles and all of that. You know, what you guys don't, you, you don't understand is how difficult it is growing up in a 
Puerto Rican community? I think culturally, as a girl, as a girl well, I think culturally it's different. I'm sorry? You're skipping the video, okay. Why are we skipping the video? I get We could just show them there. You guys show the whole freaking yeah, thing. Yeah, we just want to show a little bit. But I'm sure in all cultures there's levels of difficulty in different no, no, cultures. No, no, no. Hispanic cultures, just like the Orthodox culture, they have specifics. And they're supposed to be specifically. Arnold the pig. Thank you, yes. Jay Harmon. <laughs> yes, Jay. It was called Arnold the pig, and he was delicious on my burger. He went, that. <laughs> but, but among certain cultures, being a female, was, my sister had a very difficult time. Very difficult. Not at your level, because from what I hear, your level is like from another planet. That's a whole different world. Wow. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to inform you about a different culture among the male Hispanic society. You know, we were expecting never to cry, never to have a high voice, never to touch our female side. Men were supposed to be machismo. Sure. And then there are levels of machismo to the bullying type, to the Neanderthal type. It ain't easy being us either until we broke free from that. So I can relate a little bit to the breaking free. Um, music was another escape in college. I'm going to tell you, you, know, you ask me why I have so many stories. You never ask me why. I'm going to tell you, it's their why. And this story that I'm hearing today, this is a, this is a whole different kettle of fish, baby. That's all I got to say. Do you see it differently with the girls you work with versus the boys in the expressive yeah. arts? Sweet. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't always use, and today, nowadays, online, it's much harder to use. I don't have any of my toys and fun stuff that I have in my office because everything is telehealth. And um, is there a difference? Not, not always. No, not one that would be significant. Do you think doing it online like, makes make some kids miss out or anything? Yes, I think it's it's very. I think a lot of adults love it because, and I just heard this from someone that they're finding adults have been doing more therapy lately because there's that less that experience of walking into a therapist's office can be very daunting. That you know you're on the therapist's turf and almost that analytical therapist's couch, and there's something about just turning on on your computer and doing it from your own home makes it much easier for people. I think that's truer for adults. For kids, it's possible. It is, but it's different than in person. Like when I do therapy online, I rather do it in person because at least you know you're talking face to face and actually you know listening. Right. Well, some people like doing it from their bedroom and not having to get, yeah, ignore, yeah. and get in a car, <laughs> close the shades and everything. Exactly. Hide so their shame. it has it has its pros and its cons. Yeah, yeah. but I, I gotta say that therapy for adults also, we don't want to make mistakes as adults. And we, we, there's no room for mistakes. And I'm going to disagree. Okay, you can. But yeah. I'm going to tell you, in my, my biggest fear is making a mistake because there's no room for it. And I wanna, I, it's not that I want to be perfect. I just want to choose the right path. But tell me why you disagree. I think mistakes are how we learn about life. And we, mistakes help us learn about ourselves and experiences. And really, life is a series of mistakes. And how it's a connect the dots. So where you go from mistake to mistake, and then in the end, you'll look back on your life and see the picture. So a mistake is just a dot on the line, and it helps direct you what your next step is. But that's but why. But no one can ever live life without making mistakes. But that's why you just proved my point. How so? Which because, part? Because you feel that way. It's the reason that I go see you 
is because you make the dots attachable. When I I'm don't alone, attach them, I help you see it. That's right. Yeah. But if I don't go to see you, then I'm afraid to make mistakes. And you just cleared it up. And she that's just, the reason that I go see you. She just lays out so the playing field for you. Yes. That's right. Mm -hmm. But isn't that the reason you go see someone? But one of the first things we learned in this Beyond TV course, and here's another one of our that's very good friends, is beautiful lady Anne Natalia oh. joining us. Natalia, I don't know if you ever met Sheva. We, we haven't personally Hi, connected, but, we're, uh, but we are on the challenge together. Hi, Natalia. Yeah. But one of the things they said is all the dots that we've connected through life, including mistakes, have taken us to where we are now. So this is kind of the perfect segue to bring you all in. And here we all sit from different, different parts of our lives. We've known you for four years. We've just met Sheva. And all the dots have been connected through this course that we took because you shared with me that I should take it. And it's about the connections, right, and the conversations that we get to have. And different cultures, you growing up Orthodox, Natalia, you grew up in, in Russia, in Moscow, you said, and uh, your dad was a teacher. Yeah, yeah, my, my dad was a teacher. Sheva, it's so nice, I didn't even realize that, that you would be so close to South Florida to actually be able to come into studio. She this lives four awesome. minutes from us. <laughs> She's right next door. No way. Wow. What a, you know what? I love to see these things happen. I love to see people come together and connect and have great conversations. Yeah, so I grew up in Moscow, and uh, at the time, you know, our because I grew up during communist times, we weren't really practicing too much religion, but the religion that I grew up with is, is Russian Orthodox. And I'm married to uh, my husband's Jewish. So we're, we're a hodgepodge. We celebrate everything in our household, <laughs> every holiday. Of course, we celebrate holidays. She can cook forever. If I, if I could cook, I would celebrate well, every holiday. Well, she owns restaurants, so she can cook. <laughs> right? Russian Orthodox, that's unbelievable. So what was it for you like culturally coming over here? Oh, culturally, it was quite a quite an interesting change because it was um, something that they've actually never shared before, but I wanted to have at the wedding, I wanted to have a Russian priest and a, and a rabbi to marry us, but there was a, a little bit of a faith disagreement, so we just got married with a, with a rabbi, which was, they were very welcoming for me. Uh, to marry us, but from the uh, cultural, it was definitely a huge culture shock to see, and I loved so much diversity here. Uh, I love seeing people from different cultures, different faiths, faiths and, and I, I was just so fascinated to learn everything about everybody and meet all of the really interesting people. To this day, I ask so many questions about so many different people about why you know what do they practice and and what are the specifics and what can i adopt as a chef you know with, with certain recipes and traditions it's pretty i mean look at all this cross culture that we get to have on this show right and it's all through connecting the dots now i know why i draw lines and dots on my doodles so you're a liner have you do you doodle when you when you're making menus or when you're on the phone i don't I can't imagine it. See, to me, it's like such a movement in my hands. And I can't tell you they're good doodles, but that's amazing to me also. What the hell is a good doodle? That actually comes out looking like Sheva's doodle. <laughs> <laughs> really, what's a good doodle? Something you make from out of your mind. No, Vinny. There's no such thing as a good or a bad doodle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's good for them, yeah, isn't it? Hey, it's good for them. That's me. Slick, what's a good doodle? <laughs> 
Uh, I don't think there's no such thing as a good doodle. Like, you just do you any doodle it. that you, you want. Do <laughs> I just literally took the answer. But, yeah, you just do any doodle that you want. That's the perfect doodle. Who is the other person to say that's a good doodle? Oh. That's right. It's a, you just do. You just do the doodle. You know, I never knew there was a right or wrong to it. I just do the doodle. Natalia, I'm so excited because Sheva is going to create her own radio show with us on WWNN. Woo. Congratulations! <laughs> Woo. Thanks, Natalia. Thrilled for you. Oh my gosh. This is great news. I cannot wait to log in and share and, and uh, tell all, all my, my friends and viewers about it as well. Congrats. What, what is your show going to be about? It is going to be about expressive art therapy and creative healing. Oh, love that. I actually have a really good guest for you. Oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> it started already. <laughs> Welcome to the already. family. Welcome well, aboard. This well, is what we I, I'll have to have you on the show because food is a really, you know, how to use, food is a really interesting one because it can be therapeutic to cook and create. And it also can be, go the other line of we use food as a as an addiction we know a lot of people have food addictions and we use it to numb our feelings so we gotta we gotta talk about what a show like that could look like yeah isn't there oh, isn't, for sure. isn't there food that you eat that's soothing what do they call that soothes the soul comfort, comfort foods comfort foods oh well, you know i'm all about foods. the comfort baby the more the merrier <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, the but there is also, uh, I'm working on a course, I've been sure. working on it for years, uh, that, because I, I do retreats with my friend who is a psychic medium, and what we do is I actually create dishes that are specific to chakra healing. Wow. So based on different colors, and, and to talk about food as art, actually today at 4 o'clock, so Dawn actually got me. <laughs> when she first texted me to come jump on, I was at Trader Joe's picking up a couple of things. But today I am create, uh, teaching a course via Zoom on how to create uh, a charcuterie board. Because one of my really fun kind of genius zones as a chef is to create grazing tables. And that is an art project. Like I look at it as an art project. Yeah, I saw one of the pictures you posted. <laughs> And it, yeah. honestly, oh, it's art. That. It's art. It's a amazing. Art. That was craziness. I it love was, that It's name. unbelievable. And it's just live art. It was absolutely stunning. So. Yeah. Doing some, some of my friends actually sort of like grazing, you know, they're I not sure that. grazing. It's a good word because they envision cows grazing. <laughs> That's kind of how I eat. We were talking about this yesterday. And I do graze throughout the day. And Freddie says to me, That's mm -hmm. not eating when you graze and I'm like but for me it is but we're talking about how people can suppress their feelings by either eating or not eating depending on what it is when I get stressed I don't tend to eat a lot when other people get stressed they eat more right so there's two different sides of the spectrum on what food can do as an expressive art as soothing the soul or not one or the mm -hmm. other and it's not always a good thing either way you know it, she, yeah I, I it's not my the approach that I teach is treat food as the highest source of self-love you know, it's funny you said that. Thank you. That's a great segue because my partner here thinks that having bird food is food. Having a half a cookie is food. That ain't food. Wait, you, I got the other half. She I got the other she, half. She, she <laughs> makes it. She makes it sound like if I have a half of a cookie, that's dinner. That ain't. These are Hector's cookies from like two weeks that's pretty ago. Pretty much college kids go for anyway. Yeah, but you know what? College and doing is a long way off. You gotta eat. You gotta love thyself. Exactly what you said. However. Say. I have a comment on that. If it's a cookie that has been prepared, that, that has really good whole ingredients, 
that is a maybe plant-based protein because I have an amazing cookie recipe that could be a meal actually so it is what's in a cookie and then how it's eaten if it's eaten on the go and if it's you know something junk that that you found at a gas station or something like then no then then it's not it's not a meal but if it's something that's prepared with love and care and eaten with the same love and care towards your body that there's you see the difference you should send the recipe over you have to try it out but you know one of the things i love about you and i'm loving about sheva also is you're true to your message and we met you four years ago our first interview with you do you remember we went out for lunch afterwards and it was the exact same message four years ago that you shared with me and this is pretty much the same conversation we had about eating the right food is about self-love and loving you enough to take care of your body and heal it with food. And here you sit four years later and you have the exact same message, but that's what makes you so amazing at who you are and what you do, because you may go away, you may come home, you may call me from the house, the car, the grocery store, and take a million classes, but your message stands true to who you are and that is why you are spectacular. And the crew knows. They, they gave themselves a round of applause today after your show because, right, from the commercial to the new recording to everything, we sent sound instead of us taking the sound from the radio station. We controlled that sound the way you wanted it, and we did it the opposite direction because you are so articulate in what you want, and you have pushed us, and, and you level me up every single time. So I thank you for all of that. And I thank you guys, you really show up in, in the highest way possible. And I know that, that I have a certain level of standards, you know, being a chef, being a restricter, being a business owner, I always challenge our teams to, uh, to show up in the best way possible, but how can I challenge my teams if I don't do that to myself? So I'm always looking for ways to up-level myself and upgrade and be better so that we can all work better together and then all inspire each other. I learn, I, I learn every day from, from, from the people that I meet. I want to ask you another question. Back to Chevy. You have a 16-year-old daughter who is now back in school or starting school. She's brilliant, yes, like, you, she's brilliant like you and her father. Does she, is she into the creative arts at all, cooking or drawing or music or dance? Oh, my gosh. So my daughter, so she... Yeah, I started school uh, this week. She now drives herself, which is like for me, oh my God, my baby is, doesn't need me as much anymore. But she has always been super creative. She's done really well. So I, I'm self-taught with Photoshop and Illustrator and all of those uh, Adobe products. And so she actually has taken digital arts at school and is thriving with that. And she's always been super creative artsy. If I could just, if I could even show you the wall that she just created above her bed, she would kill me. I'm not going to go into her bedroom, but it, it is a, like this giant collage of probably 50 different images that, that she put together, printed out from the internet, and then created a collage with it. So yeah, the level of her creativity is, is like astonishing me. She keeps up leveling me and inspiring me. Does it help with her stress? I was just going to yeah, ask the question if you noticed a difference. Did she use it and tap into it over the past few months? So she's, you know, she has always been very creative. She's not a super outdoorsy kid, especially, you know, being in Florida, she's not like the beachy, or she's done cheer, but she's not like a 
like a super cheerleader uh, profile. Uh, I'm trying to be think, select my words carefully <laughs> to have respect for the cheerleaders because it is art and sport. Uh, but you know, she she always uses her creativity to not just for stress management, but I just feel like it's it's such a huge part of who she is her creative expression her trying to find herself as a teenager as a young as a young woman mm. yeah. sounds right amazing you are unbelievable your interview today your show was great that doctor you had Thank on you. was awesome i love 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 dr moses we have the absolute best conversation it was interesting to really interview him from a different perspective from the perspective of as a business owner because he has done so many amazing things my even my dad who has a, been a physical education trainer at a college in moscow for 35 years and he went to see moses and you know he was skeptical and uh he came out as like he's amazing <laughs> like i know you see He's but a great Moses guy. Too, yeah, and, and I, so he has this phenomenal Facebook group where he shares all of these little tricks, little tips that we can all use throughout the day to, to have better posture and to move our bodies better. Because I love what he said that he's not with a patient just for the, the, the time that he's with a patient. That's why he's creating all this other content so that the patients can tune in and really maintain their health all throughout the time in, in between and in between the visits which is so unique because most doctors you know just see you and i'll see you next week well he's a businessman also mm -hmm. he yeah. cares about he cares about the whole of the patient do you cook for oh, his he patients does. do i cook for his patients no but i <laughs> I have brought him some of my ultra, he's, he's super healthy. He's one of those people who also practices what he preaches and he believes in, in the food that, that goes into your body, how it affects how we move and, and even the, the bone structure and stuff like that. So we haven't collaborated together, but uh, you know, who knows what the future holds. That'll be next. It should be nice because, you know, and we talked about this over a year ago, how the medical profession has changed. And it's like artists have changed. Musicians have changed. You got to be a business person. No longer can you leave it to somebody else, which is what Tenant Hospital, and I have a contract with them for the last six years, has learned. They hired a whole bunch of people to put deals together, and it's not what the doctors do. It's not where they want to be. They're not comfortable doing it. So now I got a lot of doctors that do radio, they do TV, they're doing business, they're doing business pe practices. It's the change, it's what's going on right now. You gotta be a little bit well-rounded, not only save a body, you gotta sort of promote how you do it and the whole nine yards. So I, I think you should do, and we talked about this, I think you should do a whole lot more business with this gentleman because you're helping him do where he needs to go. It should have been there a year ago. Yeah, no, I mean, he's done a phenomenal job. I, I watch his Instagram lives all the time. I am in his Facebook group, and, and I know he's got a terrific course. He has Actually, he trains a lot of other doctors now how to how, how they can work better with their patients. That's right. That's the, that's, the, that's the future. That's a little bit about what you're talking about and a bigger spectrum.
because you deal with children, you deal with families, you deal with a whole bunch of, we ain't even scratched the surface on um, businesses. Well, I, I think what, what it speaks to is that recognizing that things are rarely isolated and taking a broader view. So he's not just a doctor who comes in, I don't know him, but I'm, but I'm what I hear, looks at an issue and says, this is the problem. It seems like he's taking a much more holistic perspective and saying, if you want to be healthy, you have to watch what you eat, you have to watch your posture, which is huge. You want to know a cool fact is that our, our bodies, and I don't know what he said, but our bodies and our brains feed off of each other for information. And so we have, we, every emotion that we have has a corresponding physical state. You just sat up taller. <laughs> so every emotion that we have has a corresponding physical state. When we're angry, our heart rate our heart beats up, our face gets flushed. When we're happy, we tend to be upright and positive. And when we're sad, we slump. You know, you can see right away what, what someone's feeling by the way that they hold their body. And so what's really interesting, good tidbit for everybody at home, is that as we're sitting at home these days and we're on our computers or we're on our phones even more, our postures are like this, and it's telling our brains that we're depressed. And our brains are confused, and that's why it adds to the experience of feeling stressed, feeling depressed, because wow. our bodies are in that state. So, you know, posture, I think it's so cool that you said that. What's one way to deal with stress? Fix your posture, because it's telling your brain, oh, we're happy, <laughs> we're doing great, look at us. And so that kind, that was a cool tip, but I like those things. That's awesome. Yeah, but that kind of approach to health, to mental health, to physical health, where it's not this isolated symptom, or this problem, or this diagnosis, it's we need to take a much broader view on how we live our lives, how we view things, how we experience what we eat. Food is huge, you know, and even something as simple as how we hold our bodies has an effect on how we feel. There is nothing better in the world than going to a restaurant and having the best meal that explodes <laughs> in your mouth. There is nothing better. You could be on a date, you could be by yourself. Sometimes you're on a date, you are by yourself. But I'm saying, there is nothing better. Why? I'm just being honest. I'm looking at him. His posture, he's like this. He's got the steak. He's you know, good to I'm go. Fi I'm 50. <laughs> I pay my dues. I'm going to tell you Whatever. Let's just I hang out. I that restaurant there. I'm going to have <laughs> me. I'm going to have a little drink to open it up. And everything that comes, watch out now. My sister tell you, when Freddie enjoys eating, we can have World War III outside. I remember once eating with you, and it was running down his arms. Whatever the mayonnaise <laughs> was like, running. Everywhere. That's Everywhere. why God created napkins. <laughs> and I enjoy it. And, uh, and it's funny because usually the chef comes out. He sees this guy. He's covered in his food. He says, are you okay? <laughs> I says, I'm, I'm, I'm all done. wants to eat the food. I, you know, I went to a restaurant one day. I had the best steak in my life. I gotta tell you something. I wanted to throw myself on the floor. I was having such a great time. Do you know that I bought eight steak knives from the restaurant? Where was it? It was in Tampa. It was in Where? Tampa. I gotta, I gotta look at the steak. They gave me steaks, uh, knives that has the name. I'll bring one in. Do you know the name? True story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask Gio. Gio looked at me and says, are you insane? <laughs> yes, I am. I want to remember it was the best steak I had in my life. But what's the name, though? I don't remember. <laughs> you know me and Nate. But I will bring the knife in. It has a wooden handle. It was a knife. Yeah. It was a steak cut knife. I got to tell you something, money. It was the best thing. I told everybody just move back because I was about to go to work.
You're hilarious. But it's That's come on. Food. And yet you can't remember the name of it. I actually had the best steak in Tampa. I had it was a Kobe steak. It was at the Council Oak inside Hard Rock uh, Casino that we have. No, this it was, was a, this wasn't in the casino. Last now, year. No, I've had steak in the casino at the New York Sir, Sirloin or whatever that's called. Pretty good. But mm -hmm. this particular steak, it must have been when I walked in, I was in the moves for it. And I'll bring the knife. I'll bring the knife so you can see the name and I'll show you. It's a true story. <laughs> and my son Gio thought I was insane. And the guy made me a deal. I think he charged me for eight uh, uh, knives, I think $140. Real cheap. And he put them in a plastic yeah. bag. It was the best. The best. Hilarious. Nice memory. So do, do you grill? Do you cook yourself? Of course. I, yeah, well, don't say nothing because they're watching. They're going to make me cook. I used to grill all the time. <laughs> but people, people all want to tell me how to do things. I don't. Freddie, don't play that. Either let Freddie do it and get out the way. Don't look over my shoulder. Don't say, because uh, I don't measure. I do a pinch of this and I do a pinch of that. I want, and uh, it comes out great. I wonder, Freddie, well, how do you like your steak done? I like it big, medium rare, <laughs> and delicious. With a nice cold beer on the side, of mash on one side. Now I'm with the other mash. I can't eat mash. That's good. That's I gotta tell you, so, yeah. I love it. And now I found a place. I went down to Boca and they made me a steak. It was me and Linda. Nobody else was in the restaurant. So they said, how would you like this steak? They put on shrimp. They put on some cheese. This thing was this big. I looked at this thing, I took pictures more than I ate it when I went to town. <laughs> she went to Sequela. Natalia, have you heard, I'm sure you've heard of it, about these dining experiences in the dark when you eat in the dark because it heightens yeah. your, have you heard of that? I had it in New York it? City. There's there one was, in Miami. There's one in Fort Lauderdale. Is, have you been? Joe, you, you need to make a reservation and they only do it every other Friday night or something. When? I don't Wait, know. You gotta where, look where? it up. It's Wait. called Dying in the Dark or something. Yes, in New York City, the dark. it's completely dark. They bring you with a flashlight. And it just heightens the experience of the taste. They bring I think you with a flashlight to the table. Yes, in New York City, I have heard about that, but now, I don't think what. that my, myself. I don't think that I would do it because I feel like a lot of people eat with their eyes, and then I have a couple of allergies, and I know that that the ingredients sometimes the textures feel weird. I don't know. I I don't think I'm adventurous enough to try that. <laughs> New York City is stopped because insurance. People were falling. Uh, True story. Really? But I used to eat on one of Fordham Row. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. And you know something? It's true. Did you find it? It is 100% yeah, true. About what part? You, when you eat in the dark, other senses come to play. Really? Sure. It's going to feel different if you don't like the texture or if you like the texture. <laughs> I, you know, I just love food. And when it's done right, man, watch out. And then I start talking to people around me. I says, have you had some of this? Would you like some? You got to try this. And I have friends <laughs> in every restaurant. But that's the way I enjoy it. That's yes. what life is for I would, me. I would ask, what are your childhood memories of food? Me and yeah. food? My mother was a cook. My mother had the first restaurant in Humacao, in Puerto Rico, that you could call in for your lunch. It was right across the street from the courthouse. And did you go there a lot? Oh, my God. And do you have good memories from oh there? Oh, my, my mother used well, to say, Freddie, here, try this. Isn't that and try interesting? This. And she used to try every food. She taught me how to make a steak. My father used to fight with her because he had his own way of doing it. They were all from the old country. But I love a restaurant. I try to do a restaurant. Azul, in New York City. I lasted six months. <laughs> not, my, not my gig. It's a lot of work what she does. 
every day like day up day down there's no in between a lot of work but man food a lot of work and yeah profit food. margins that it's big too that's right but you every do notice it because when you is here she analyzes us you get me thinking way too much stop that try being my child oh my gosh you know we you and i just had this whole food conversation yesterday it's not my favorite subject and here she goes so here i'm thinking Childhood experiences of the food, not going there. So, but she gets us thinking all the time. Her show's going to be amazing, Natalia. Oh, uh, I can't wait. What days is it going to run, Trevor? When do we you start? We were just figuring it out. What, what day? We're doing something interesting. We're, we're actually trying a new up. platform yeah. because of what she does as a therapist. We're going to do Mondays and Thursdays. So she's going to kick Ooh. off the week and then close the week to get people out of the weekend and into the weekend. Ooh, I love that. We're going to do two, yeah. shades on e two, two shows on each day. So we're going to split her up a little. We're going to move it around a little bit. Basically, I don't know. I'm nice. just putting my life in their hands, and then <laughs> we'll see what happens. Oh, have you watched Ratatouille? They have pretty good hands, too. Have you watched We should ask her. Oh. She's the Have you chef. watched Ratatouille? Have I watched? Oh, my God. Have I watched Ratatouille? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we never had one scene where a critic ate the food and brought him back to his childhood. Really? Yeah. Oh. That's, That's what food is. That's yeah, like he brought him back like a very strict fruit critic. He dropped his pen. like, oh my god, this is amazing. What's that your favorite food from your childhood? Um, my grandma makes a mean meatloaf back then. Sheva, my grandmother also made right? rum balls. Rum balls. Do you remember rum balls? Did any of you? Did, rum, rum Natalia, balls. do you I make rum balls? One. What's a rum ball? You definitely want is a rum ball. Is it it's rum? There's I know rum, rum in it. Do you make it? <laughs> I've never made it. Let's no. make it. Let's do it. Let's, Let's get these I have to find my grandmother's recipe, but it's these chocolate balls with rum in it and then covered in chocolate sprinkles. And uh, yeah, th that was her. Just What's the ball made of? Chocolate, chocolate and rum. Okay, I'm on it. Rum. Yeah, I'm gonna go find it. Can you make it? Can you make it? Maybe she can use the rum, the that. gumbo rum balls. The gumbo rum balls. Do you know what bread food is? What food is? Bread fruit. Bread 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 fruit. Bread fruit. Bread fruit. Yes. I have heard of it. I have never worked with it. Bread food is called panas. It's like okay. it, you cut out the middle and it looks like a big potato and you boil it. It's a staple among the Hispanic community. My mother made a lasagna with bread fruit. Oh. And I'm gonna tell you <laughs> wow. something. I asked her and begged her, sell it at the restaurant. She never did. <coughs> It is the best thing you have ever had. If you like lasagna, it is the best thing you ever had. It has cheese, really? it has the meats, it has everything in it. It is unbelievable. Now that's something I would like to make and bring it in. Slick, what's right. your favorite Bring it to childhood. Tampa. <laughs> yes. Oh, from childhood, it has to be bread pudding. My mom makes it from scratch. And it took her like, oh. I, would say, I would say probably the whole day to make it. Wow. Because That's she makes it for, she makes it for her sisters year. as well, so she doesn't just make it for us. All right, so for Thanksgiving this year, we're going back to our friends at Thanksgiving, our friends giving like we did this mm -hmm. past year, but everyone brings their favorite food from childhood. Well, we almost here a year. John, I know. what's yours? My favorite, I don't. She doesn't eat. <laughs> An empty box. Oh. She does eat. Be nice. What's I your favorite does. food? I want to hear this because this is news to me. It was probably my childhood. From childhood, from childhood. it was probably my grandfather's meatballs. Really? Really? Yep. I don't even take you for eating meatballs. Regular meatballs? Regular meatballs. Beef? Beef? Maybe she doesn't eat them now because no one makes them as good as he does. Pretty much. Uh -huh. Pretty much. No, no, don't give her the out. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, how do you like that? Now, we're going to have a Halloween party. Yes. And what we're going to do is we're going to ask you to get... <laughs> don't laugh yet. We're going to ask you to get dressed up on that day because we're going to bring all our friends on in a Halloween outfit. And it doesn't matter if you're in studio or out of studio because, as you can see... <laughs> she's got a setup. She's got a setup. And we're going to ask everybody to dress up in Halloween with a theme. What was the theme? Movie villains. Villains. Favorite yeah. villain. Does it have to be the villain they most relate to? No, it could no, be anybody. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other story, Ooh, isn't yeah, it? We got a therapist on board. You better be careful what you that's say a whole now. Thing, yeah. <laughs> so whatever villain, Dawn is thinking about being poison. They told me poison ivy. Poison ivy. Maleficent. A maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah, I can see maleficent. maleficent. Yeah, maleficent. I don't know what that means. Or the care. wicked witch from the west. Wow. Wow. I'm kidding. I love you. No pun intended. Is all he can say. All right, we got to go to commercial break. No, we don't. What's okay. your famous villain? Was my favorite villain? Yes. I don't have favorite villains. I wrote for the nice guys. See that? <laughs> the I nice know. guys finished last. Yeah. She's going to be Cinderella in the house of Muppets. <laughs> Doc, you have a famous villain? The one that comes to mind is the one from Minions, because he kind of... He has, oh, endearing, Gru? Gru. he has an endearing side to him, right? Yeah. I think so. Yes, I Villainous? love that one too. Villainous I was going to say, can we use a reformed villain? A reformed yeah. villain. Yeah, there you, go. There you yes, go. You can use. <laughs> you know, the Frankenstein monster was reformed too, but just saying. He's not really a monster. He's just a. Um, he was body parts. Hello. Okay, yeah. Fred, you got a friend watching, Gary Lawrence. He says, what's up, Freddie? What's up, Gary? You know that Gary was my manager at Granite Transformations. What's up, Freddie, what? he says. Granite, Granite Transformations. How you doing, Gary? And uh, I've been following everything that he does up, I think you're retiring now in Orlando. How you doing, buddy? Funny. All right, we got to go to commercial break. We got to thank our sponsors. Natalia. Spectacular show. Love y'all. Love you, honey. Congratulations. We'll talk to you a little bit. Who, who are we going to? I don't know where we're going. Today in history. Today in history. I'm going to take it over to Vinny. Oh, I wanted to see this Today in History piece. I'm going to take this Today in History, go to commercial break. Yes, I can't sir. believe it's 1.30 already. We've got to run, guys. I have an actual client. You have a yeah. client usually at 1.30. I know. Or right. Or two. Thank you so yeah. much. Okay, so we'll be in touch. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, no thank you. Amazing and fun as always. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We didn't even get a whole analysis next time. Next time. I'll, I'll do a monthly assessment. Well, there you go. She's going to keep us updated. Favorite S food. Scary woman. All right, let's go to Vinny. Let's send it over to Vinny to stay in history. Hi, everybody. I'm Vinny Alvis. And today in history, I want to talk about the Guinness Book of World Records, where it first released in 1955 in the Great British. She talks about all the crazy records there is, how much food you eat, how much you jump high, or how deep can you go, or how low can you go on limbo. The Guinness Book of World Records, the funniest, the weirdest stuff ever. And I'm Vinny Alvis, and that's Today in History. Healthy intent inspires you to live a healthier life. It's so easy to bump health down the priority list, behind the business phone calls, family commitments, and, let's face it, anything else, until we are diagnosed with something that forces us to make a change. Their online Healthy Cooking Academy has incredible classes that will help you make significant progress in your kitchen, whether cooking for yourself or your family. Or you can subscribe to Healthy Intent YouTube channel for quick tips and more fun recipes. We all want to look better, feel better, and have more energy for life and business. Start every day with Healthy Intent and follow them at healthyintent.com. Hi friends, it's Bree and Allie from Kids and Capes. 
Tune in Saturday mornings on the Brooklyn Cafe Kids Television Network at 10 o'clock, where we share fun and ideas. And remember, peace, love, and kindness. Here at Small Talk, we look for any challenge possible. Whether you have pictures that you need a slideshow with some cool music, or you're good with camera work, but you want to create the film of your dreams, I can help. No amount of footage is too big or small. Tell me what you want, and I will make it happen. Call today at 866-224-5422, or email me at smalltalktv2020 at gmail.com. Remember, any idea you come up with is never too small. Call today to get your dream project started at 866-224-5422 or at smalltalktv2020 at gmail.com. AM2TV and WNN Money Talk Radio have been in conjoint business for 10 years. They have been working around the clock nonstop to promote over 500 shows and businesses reaching all over South Florida. With added platforms such as social media live streaming, podcasts, and the specialty of live radio, it has never been easier to get your voice heard by millions of listeners. To amplify your impact and start your show today, contact Amp2TV at 866-224-5422. That's 866-224-5422. Hey, yeah. hey, Slick, you ever heard of this cool new hey. mask? What's a cool new mask? Oh, oh my God, move, oh, move over, move over. You know, technical difficulties. Anyway, the mask. What a mask? new mask came out by LG, where it's like an air filter mask with a cooling fan inside. Well, it's basically for like everybody that's looking for it. This mask, hopefully it comes with a voice changer, but it looks like, yeah. Yes, thank you guys. It basically looks like that. And it comes with the air filter. So in this um, pandemic time, which we are not taking off our masks, I don't know why Vinny took off his mask. To speak, but man. For right now, moving into the next year, I think I'm gonna get this new mask. What about you? I hope I sound like Darth Vader in that mask. Hopefully, it comes with a voice changer. Oh man, that'd be cool. I'm gonna sound like Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> now back to the Brooklyn Cafe TV show. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. What you got going? Callaway, I gotta ask you, have you ever seen such a funny duet <laughs> in your life? You two are hilarious. The Slick and Vinny Show. You guys should do stand-up together. They do. You guys are a pair. You Did know you that? see that? Right. Friends so toward the end. And yeah. he goes, I don't know why he took off his mask, but we're doing the mask segment. Yeah, words he took off his whole mask. I'm glad we had the picture. You don't hear me. I don't want to sound like was, Kenny. That was hilarious. Kenny uh, from South Park. Hey, we try, man. You're but so funny. Hopefully and it does come with a voice And I wanted to ask, Carol, you ever seen such a cluster? <laughs> They're quite the duo. I agree. Okay, uh, Callaway's playing with the speaker. I hear the music, and it goes off. And I hear the doo-doo-doo, and it goes off. And I look over, I say, it's a speaker. And he says, there's no music coming out of it. We replaced it. We replaced it with Echo. Echo is the... Now, the reason, echo, that, echo, echo. the reason I wanted Callaway to come on is because I noticed his socks. Have any, has anybody seen Callaway's socks? No, because the foyer's a little dark because we built, burned out Callaway, like six let's light bulbs. Callaway, let's see the whole ensemble. They're ready to party. Oh, What the socks are, are those ready to socks? Party. Toast? It's not They're toast. Uh, they're like beer mugs. 
ready to little party. beer mugs um i i do come with some sock game here a lot i, I feel like i don't get appreciated enough on that whereas game. in 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 other uh work previous workplaces i've been uh applauded for my sock choices but here you know i feel ah. i feel a little <laughs> under <laughs> hold on a second i have never seen i have never it's fine i have never seen you wear and now i wear yellow submarine socks mm -hmm. i wear the beatles i wear wild socks but I have never seen you wear socks. But I like he said he's got some sock game. and he's he not, sock game, but he, he says is not acknowledged for it. Yeah, so yeah, so before, just previous socks I've worn here, I have like poker socks with poker chips all over them. They're, they're green. And I have, uh, I have golf socks. I think I, I've been, um, I've been complimented on those actually. They got golf carts on them and stuff. Um, I got some penguin socks. I got some. Socks with like a shark going all up them. Yes. We're gonna have to acknowledge the socks sock going on game. slick. Sock I think, game. I think we should have a segment called Sock Game and just put on his socks of the day. That is mm -hmm. a good idea. Sock of the day. Sock you of the know, day. I think I'm gonna buy myself a pair of sock games and wear them with shorts. A pair of sock games? No, that's a hard pass. <laughs> really? Why? Wait, like, you, did you I, miss the Freddyism though? He's just gonna buy a pair game. of sock games. Sock game, yes. <laughs> He's gonna buy a sock game. There's a name for sock and sandals. What's it called when you do that? There's a name. My son. There's told a name me. for it. Yeah, there's I a just name. Thought for it was it's not nice. Yeah. It ain't a nice name when you wear sock and sandals. <laughs> Don't wear sock and sandals. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. Hard pass. Now the other thing I do is I roll down the socks so that they stay on top of the shoe because I don't always have the cutoffs, you know, those short. Is that even a permissible or I'm not allowed to do that? I personally haven't heard of anyone doing that. So For your pants? The cutoffs when you wear shorts. Mm -hmm. I don't always have cutoffs. Can I roll down the socks? You don't have to. You, I mean, you can roll down the socks, but you can leave them up. I leave mine up. If yeah, I, you, if, you could leave him yeah, up. You can leave him up. And Slick sometimes wears his socks over his pants. No, 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 no. Hold oh, it, yes, hold correct. Hold you guys wear short pants with shoes and socks up? Um, short pants with um shoes, yeah. Shorts. Yeah. With shorts, yeah. With socks up, yeah. Nah, yeah. Well, nah I wear like ankle socks. Ankle socks? Yeah. No, I wear what if you don't have ankle socks? Do you roll them down? Well, I've never know. been in that situation. But yeah, I guess if you... I don't know. It would look weird. Do like you roll or do you fold? I or do you kind of just slouch? I fold it. No, I fold it. Sometimes I slouch them. I it, that would look weird, I feel like. No, Rolling it looks pretty it cool. No. I, I even got a compliment. says, that's a different look. Now, do you guys wear your socks? But who gave you the compliment? Somebody I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody I paid. No, I don't know. Well, it kind of <laughs> depends if we appreciate their fashion I style or not. I didn't wear the pants. I said socks. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys pull up your socks when you're wearing shorts? Do you do that? Yeah, I mean, the socks. If my socks are tubes, you, my you socks are tubes. Majority tube of my socks. socks are tubes. Oh my God. Do you know yeah. in the day we used to wear them underneath the ankle? Yeah, now. With shorts? Yeah, now it's like a son. Some people do wear that. Like, it's, it's a trend where your white mm. socks or your black socks are. Not black. But not with white Velcro shoes. Oh, yes, correct. That's yes. a hard pass. That's definitely hard. There ain't pass. nothing wrong with <laughs> Velcro shoes. That's <laughs> a hard pass. If you go to the beach the and you got knee shoes. socks and white Velcro shoes. Yes. That What's ain't, that's no sock game. What is First of all, let's ask Callaway. an athlete. Because Callaway. Callaway is an athlete. What's wrong with, what's wrong with Velcro? Is there anything wrong with wearing Velcro shoes? Velcro sneakers? Um, as like a fashion choice, I, I guess. I'm not too in touch with like trends <laughs> in, in fashion, but uh, 
No, I mean, if they're serving like a, if they're serving a practical purpose, then sure. And if you could explain the practical purpose of them to someone when okay. they question you. But um, you're an intelligent guy. You wear gloves when you when you when you golf. Yeah, a glove. Yeah. Do you wear two sets or one? Just one. I wear two sets. You wear two gloves when you golf. Wow. Because I don't like to feel. I don't like to feel. Wow. The, I don't. And when I used to play baseball, I don't like the feel of the bat in my hand. Right. So there's a practical purpose, right? And they have Velcro to tighten mm-hmm. the gloves. Why yeah. do we tighten the gloves? One or two. Why do you tighten your gloves when you swim? Why don't you tighten them? Why do you? Oh, I don't tighten my golf club. I just. <laughs> you leave it loose. Oh, like why? Do, well, no, I always have it on. Like I, I never undo the Velcro. I, I just, really, you're the only person I know that's never done that. Some, yeah, Baseball? some. Some people um take the glove off to like putt and uh, certain things, I guess. But oh yeah, you're saying how like they'll before they'll a swing they'll, un, they'll yeah. undo it. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Same do that. thing with Velcro shoes. I gotta tell you. You ever notice how you tighten? Now, you guys walk around without shoelaces. I don't know how the hell you do that. Or three sets of shoelaces. There are shoelaces right here. Do you tighten your shoes? No, they are at a casual fashion, the shoelaces. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing anything that's exerting right now. So it's like they are at a casual fashion. He's not exerting himself right now. (laughs) I guess when I wore my cleats, I like my shoes tight. I yeah. like my gloves tight, and Velcro gives me the tightness. But you're saying you also like Velcro because you could like undo it if you want. Yeah, and then tighten it up. Couldn't and you untie push. your shoes and retie them tighter? No, it's not the same thing. Cause it's a whole. You thing. can get those fly net shoes. Maybe like, you should wear they like don't come with laces. Ted hose socks. Hold on, what? Their shoes. Their shoes that are made out of fly net. Basically, fly net. Basically, slip them in. It's like, like Those are slip-ons. You can't use that in sports. I mean, you can. You need traction. You need foot stuff. Yeah, no, no, definitely. There's shoes like that with the fly net material that hugs your foot. So you get those that are, tightness. Those are boating shoes, yes. No, not boating shoes, no. no. They're not boating shoes. They come in They come in as um, running, walking, or jogging casual shoes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, net. I want you to look at Dawn's shoe wear. You got a whole lot of straps going on in them shoes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you have a whole lot of straps going on. I yeah. see they're nice and tight. You don't wear loose shoes. No, because my feet fall out. Right. I fall enough as it is. I got to strap myself That's in. That's why I need the Velcro. I need... Got to strap them in. Three or four Velcros, nice and tight. I got a question for you. Why am I looking at a hotel balcony? Because that's the next segment. Ah. Who's doing that segment? Whoever. Who's doing the hotel segment? Oh, the hotel segment. Vincenzo. Vincenzo yeah, is going to Vinny's be doing, doing it. What are you doing? I'm doing um, the Amp 2 spot. All right. Oh, are you? Oh, my God. I want to get to that, too. All right. So sure. I don't know what we got coming next. Who's our next spot? Next spot will be. As you see, we are Gubba a working Rum. classroom as it, it is. It should be Gubba Rum. Oh, yeah. Gubba Rum with right, Selena. So this segment is brought to you by Gubba Rum. We're going to go to commercial break. We're going to send it over to... Who are we sending it to? We're going to send it over. When we come back from our rejoiner, we're going to send this segment brought to you by Gubba Rum. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Gubba Rum. I look very snazzy right now.
What do I have to say, guys? Welcome to your vacation staycation. And what better way to kick back than to blend up a sweet pina colada, a smooth mojito, or just a nice stiff rum and coke. If you want true relaxation and enjoyment, then you want Gubba Rum. Gubba Rum is a unique rum infusion. Gubba Silver Rum is infused with real shredded coconut. And Gubba Rum Gold is infused with real shredded vanilla bean. Both are made with certified organic ingredients. Each infused Gubba Rum is 35% ABV, 70 proof, and as we say in Boston, wicked smooth. So if you're looking for the best combination of taste, smoothness, quality, and price, your clear choice is Gubba Rum. If you want that wicked smooth taste for yourself or your vacation staycation, visit GubbaRum.com to find your closest liquor store that carries Gubba Rum Gold and Gubba Rum Silver. Gubba Rum, it's wicked smooth. Amy Mincy combines the hilarity of For Better or Money the eroticism of for love or sanity, the mystique of for sink or swim, and the suspense of for sex or revenge, making her fifth novel for strip or gamble her best to date. Get your copy at amyminty.com or amazon.com. Get yours now. All right, guys, being that it is Thirsty Thursdays, Gubba Rum, please pick up an infused, naturally infused Gubba Rum. You can either pick the coconut, which I really love, the coconut, which is a silver one, or you can pick up the naturally infused vanilla one, Gubba Rum. You have to try it. It's wicked smooth. And now back to some more Brooklyn Cafe TV show. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. There's all sorts of stuff and here's my question. Here's my question, guys. We've got one, four, five, six, Nine, seven, eight, eight producers slash some interns in our studio. Why did we not disperse these segments out to everyone? As much as we I did. love you and Vinny. We did. It's in the WhatsApp. It's in the WhatsApp. But where is everybody? In the WhatsApp. Well, They're going to explain later. I'm just wondering. I love seeing Slick and Vinny, but I'm watching Callaway sit there, watching Val spin in circles. Selena left. Hector's in the back sneezing. Taylor's doing audio. And they both have headphones, so they don't hear us anyway. I don't even hear us. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. They are hilarious. I'm just wondering. It's a. It is Thursday Thursday. What are you drinking, by the way? Coffee. Some coffee in your cup. I want to find that recipe from Sheva's grandma on rum balls. We should make those for Gubba Rum Friday. So you have meatballs. And Calloway, what's your favorite food when you were growing up? Growing up. Sushi. Sushi. <laughs> Wow. I was, yeah. When you were 12, you ate sushi? Sushi? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I wasn't like those kids who, wow. you know, they can only eat chicken tenders and stuff like that. I was I was, kind of, I was a cultured child, I guess. Wow, a cultured child. Yeah. But also, like, if, if we want to, like, my mom's spaghetti was pretty good. You know, just in terms of, like, basic foods. Um, Sushi's a go-to. 
Yeah, I mean, no, I, I really did enjoy sushi. Tacos, too. I like tacos. Are you a good cook? I'm all right. I, there's, like, a few dishes that are kind of, like, my specialties, but... uh. You got a specialty? What's your specialty? I make a good you. buffalo chicken dip. Okay. Um, I do a good tuna ceviche, too, because I live on the water. So tuna, tuna ceviche? <laughs> Whoa! Tuna yeah, ceviche! That's, that's probably my favorite one to make, actually. Oh, wow. Because, I, yeah, when, I, when we go and we catch tuna, because, um, man, my dad's got the boat and everything. We go fishing. Sometimes we get tuna. Um, you know, I get the limes out, chop up the tuna. Oh, we need you to bring some in. I, I should. What, well, do you, what do you serve it with? What kind of cracker or whatever? Um, usually, like, uh, so like some Ritz, like, toasted crackers. Little, Ritz, you uh, can't go wrong with a Ritz, baby. You should get a box of Ritz. Have everybody. you ever heard of a, your culture kind of guy, a toast scoggin? No, I haven't. Anyone ever heard toast scoggin? What the hell is that? Okay, Amy Minty, our author extraordinaire, <laughs> don't even, she made a toast scoggin, a recipe the other day, and I've never heard of it. And I said to her, you had me a black pepper, but I don't even know what a toast scoggin is. She should bring it in for Friday when she comes. I know. It's something with shrimp and mayonnaise and... I'm all in. Uh, the mayonnaise, I knew you would be all in. Shrimp and mayonnaise, I'm all in. On toast. That's the best. And that's what this I is. I created that 12 it's years like ago. It's like shrimp, shrimp, mayonnaise, sour cream. No, you don't need sour cream. Salt and pepper on toast. It's you called a toast that? scoggin. Never. Yeah, me neither. Uh, have you guys ever tried things out of the ordinary? Pound cake no. and tuna. No, Not you, no. Valerie. Not you, Valerie. Oh, Vinny brought in pound cake. You, you eat peanut butter and jelly every day of the week. I don't understand <laughs> that. Vinny brought in pound cake also. You brought in what? Vinny brought in pound cake. Oh, right, I brought the other one. I brought the pound cake first one in the back. What? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, it's a deep, dark secret. He only tells you. He didn't tell you, right? We could put some peanut butter and jelly on it. We could try that as a sandwich. No. What's, you can have tuna on pound cake, but you can't have yes. peanut butter and jelly on pound cake? That's right. Eat like me. Because then you got the peanut butter, you got the chocolate of the pound cake, and then the jelly for a little bit of sweetness. I'm going to try it. What right? is the weirdest thing that works you've out. ever had? Forget about peanut butter and jelly. What is the weirdest dish you ever had? And liked it? The weirdest dish that you ever had is either you made it or somebody gave it to well, you. I love calamari. That's why I love calamari. Calamari? That's not a weird dish. Calamari. Lobster sandwich is weird. Lobster sandwich is not weird? I In, uh, in Costa Rica, I had a cow stomach as, I guess, kind of You ate your own cud? No, no, he ate cow stomach. <laughs> it's the one with the ripples in it. You ate a cow stomach? It was like, I went to a Costa Rican restaurant. In Costa Rica, I went to a restaurant. And they served a, a cow stomach cow dish, stomach. which it tasted like, uh, tasted normal. Jay, sit. Don't cows have two stomachs? Yeah, they do. So yes. I don't know which one they prepared, no, but no. one and then there was another one left for the no, Oh, and then for dessert, I had, um, which is actually really good, bacon-flavored ice cream. I've heard that actually, it's good, actually. Yeah, and they had they put like bacon bits in it, and um, there was like this sweet kind of uh, maple syrupy sauce. It was, it was really now, good. Cow stomach is is a Spanish dish called tripa. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I'm gonna tell you something. It is freaking delicious. It's really good. But it's kind of creepy looking. It's like tongue. 
I will never eat tongue. But so you'll eat a stomach? Because I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just going to let it go right a here. A cow tongue. But you'll eat a cow stomach. Look at Jay. Jay says yes. You like tongue? Tongue? You do. Yeah, yeah, I grew up with that. A tongue Slick, sandwich. can you open up the camera? A tongue sandwich. Do you guys cook the tongue? Slick, open up the camera. Do you cook the yeah, tongue? I think they boil it. Boil it. Okay, I'm about to, I'm about to let it fly. <laughs> if I ever saw a tongue anything, I went to eat one day and my uncle. It looks like a tongue, by the way. My uncle had a fish. You ever notice they serve fish and they still have the head? Sure. Yeah. So the whole thing was there and my uncle ran out of the restaurant and we ran after him and said, what's the matter? You having a heart attack? He says, that fish has his eyes. I ain't eating that. Yeah, I don't like when food looks at me. <laughs> That's why I don't like crawfish, lobster, crab. I don't like it when they look I at went me. to Thailand and they serve uh, goose with the head still on, the neck <gasps> and the, and the legs and stuff. That's why you shouldn't it's go to Thailand. Oh, wow. No, I don't well, think I could do yeah. that. <laughs> Val, you tired? She just sat down. Oh, she's filming. <laughs> now, I wanted to ask about crawfish. You guys eat crawfish? <laughs> it looks at me. Yeah. I can't you don't like it? Really? Yeah, you eat crawfish? Mm-hmm. Louisiana. I like it. I like it. I, it depends on how it is. I mean, if it's uh, like uh, in uh, what is it they make in New Orleans? They uh, jambalaya. J- jambalaya. Mm. Jambalaya. You eat yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, it's that, good. That, that that's good. I think to eat it by itself, I don't know so much. You ever go to a place and you pick up the crawfish and they're whole and you're taking them out of the shell? You've seen that? I've never mm-hmm. done that. I haven't done that. No. So you've never seen the whole crawfish, just the ends, maybe? Like the no. ten, I don't know if I've ever seen a crawfish. They look like octopus, don't they? No. With no, little crabs? No. Little they, crabs? they look like little lobsters. Little like, lobsters, yeah. yeah. I wish a lobster looked I've, like that. I've seen them alive. I've, I had some in okay, my pool once. Do you like them or not like I them? I can't stand it. Oh. So I went with Linda, and Gio and I went, and we sat there, and we just sat there watching people devour these things. You should see how people eat them because they're small. Do they ever fill you up? I don't try that. I don't, I'm not eating that. Things are alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay Harm, you got a show coming up at 2.30. 2.30. What are we talking about today? And today we, I'm, uh, I'm working on my picture some more, a little bit, that we've, been, uh, that we've started. And uh, we're going to be doing some more techniques. I'm going to be talking about a few different techniques and things that uh, people can do when they're, uh, when they're drawing with, uh, with a pencil with a color pencil and some things that uh, will help you along and this is especially good for beginners and people who are uh, who are interested in maybe learning some new uh, some new ideas about uh, color pencil work we had right before you an art therapist I saw her uh-huh I love that I don't have to say anything you just take it for me because I wanted to tell Jay that I would love yes to have her here with me because this week I've learned a lot about the shows, music therapy, the art stuff, and mm-hmm. it brings you back to your childhood. Oh yeah. And I wanted to get her input on how art makes you feel more more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Art therapy is is great. I've uh, I studied it a bit, and you, uh, you know because it's a uh, it's a it's a gr- great way to relate to people through art and kind of to bring out their uh, inner feelings and, and everything, just uh, not necessarily by drawing art, but just by looking at art and how it makes you feel. And, uh, and hers is about a stress release. So even mm-hmm. a doodle, a little mandala, something with a pen or pencil. Yeah. 
It just helps with stress. Mandalas and are wonderful for, uh, for stress relief. You know, you can do whatever colors you want and make them in any, any type of, uh, well, the designs, uh, because I've, I've had a lot of, I've, I've used that when I was a teacher, uh, mandalas for art therapy, and the kids would just kind of get into it, and then you could just watch them relax as they're. What's a mandala? A mandala is like, uh, it's, it looks like a, like a big, maybe a big star or like something. A, a line puzzle. Yeah. And so you, you sort of like a protractor, you go around and then around? you color them. Yeah, you color it in the different sections, the different, you know. I'm and, sorry, I don't know anything about And that. you can make it symmetrical or asymmetrical. Is that it was jailed in Africa. <laughs> that's, man, that's man, yeah, a different Mandela. name. Yeah, but you guys are talking about Mandela's. I don't even know what But it's like about. this line, beautiful, intricate puzzle. You've seen yeah. that. You've seen when things look like it. I'm, I'll bring in a uh, coloring. I've got coloring books with, uh, with Mandela's in them. And Carol, you know what a Mandela is? I've never heard of one. I've never heard of either. You guys? <laughs> Ever no, heard of Mandela? No, not at all. Vinny? Never. So the piece that Sheva drew today in that circle looks like a Mandela. Really? These intricate, fine lines. Some people, my daughter draws them just to relax. Mm -hmm. And just like fine line puzzles. Fine line puzzle. Ooh. Mino's puzzle, wait, fine line puzzles. Uh, what's that again? Never heard of it. <laughs> like, is this one of those number? You connect the numbers line or anything? Do that too. Paint but by numbers, I did. Oh yeah. They I have apps that. that you can download for uh, Mandela's that uh, you can actually color them. And uh, really? Yeah, I uh, I do coloring uh, apps all the time, but I do like uh, major artists stuff. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm into. Wow. Yeah. But it's, it's like masterpieces they have for, uh, it just takes a while to do them because there's a lot of detail that you go into, you know, doing things like uh, the Mona Lisa and a few different, uh, few different things, but I've done those on online and they have, they have all that available. Kind of like paint by numbers, but they don't give you the numbers. Uh -huh. you it's paint by numbers, actually it is. The numbers, so they ain't paint by numbers. You yeah. can paint, paint anything you want. It's paint by numbers without the numbers, uh -huh. so no. you can design it however you want to. That's with a Mandela, but with, the, with these, the they have the numbers because if you want it to look like the, the same colors as the original painting, they have the numbers there. But if you don't want to, you can color them whatever you want. Interesting. Now, Jay, I just wanted to know, I w I've been thinking about your artistic pieces that we have on uh -huh. set, and I'm going to see if I can find a music box. A music box? Yes, because I think that your art should have a music so when you walk in front of it it has a sensor I like that and it plays whatever the music is that goes with the art that's so great looking, each I'm one would into that thing. Yeah. each one would have its own theme yes. like uh, like yes. a musician would play a uh, like uh, Steven Tyler where they would they'd be doing uh, you know a, uh, a song of his or something well, whatever the music is and we'll, we'll figure that out as well the reason I came up with that was because the kids they named the parts around us. Everything has a name now. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. And, and they name it because of whatever's going on um, during the show. And I sort of says we should have its own. Oh, there you go. There's a Mandela. There you go. Oh, there's one. Yep. That's one. Now, that Mandela had a different name of the day for us. Because we used to do with this machine, this, this thing. And you used to put the pencil. I used to in love pen. that thing, the stenograph. Yeah, and you used to stenograph. The kaleidoscope. It. You put the pencil in, and went all different things around. A spirograph. The spirograph. The spirograph was a yes. was a thing that you would That's use what to I do did. that. Right. Because I'm gonna tell you, and I failed at that. Because I love my, those. I used to mess it up. Till the pencil skipped. 
Yeah. Or one of the teeth broke off on a little thing. You know, thing. stop, because you're bringing my childhood. I'm getting very depressed. And the that was a toy then. The teeth broke off, and then the grid, mm, you missed it. Forget about it. <laughs> Listen, I have exciting news. I heard that Hector will have a new segment on Saturday. Awesome. On the Kids Television Network, he's bringing in how to make a certain cookie. Oh, fantastic. But he won't tell me what the cookie is. Oh, mm. all right, we're going to find out. I think that might be the ones I'm eating. I don't know. We're gonna see. I think we have Callaway do a child, a children's, uh, a children's fourth lesson. Callaway's something with children. Callaway's not for the children. <laughs> I think not. Callaway. I could be. I perhaps. think you can be. I think you would be well received. You have that trustworthy look. Thank no, you. You don't have a post office wanted look. I can grow the beard. If I grow the beard out, I can't be. Uh, I'll, I'll, sh I'll shave. I'll shave for the kids' show. I'll shave He's it. He's got a sock game going on. All right, we're getting ready for Jay Harmon show. I still like to call it the colored pencil artist. I know colored that's not pencil the name artist. Of your I show, like that. But mm -hmm. I think it's who you are. Well, that's my website, so it uh, it works. It works for me. What a show! I'm glad we took the day off, Freddie. I'm glad we only put out about six shows before the uh, two o'clock today, and it's a nice calm day off. But our crew, our team, absolutely amazing. I'm gonna congratulate Hector. And, and Taylor, and who else helped me with this stuff? Vinny helped me, um, or Latina Selena, to put all the segments that you saw together. Pictures all over the place. We're going to get better at it. They Don't got BYOB worry. out. They got Fuego out. We got Business Kitchen out. Good we job. did our 9 Good or job. 12. You, the applause. you know what? This is truly teamwork. You guys are all spectacular. Have a great day, everyone. Go grab a snack, grab some lunch. Come back at 2.30 and check out the Colored Pencil Artists with Jay Harmon coming to you. And then we've got more shows throughout the day. Have a great day. Be kind to each other. Wear your mask. Be safe. And as always, don't be late. Bye-bye. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show is over, the Brooklyn Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the last from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring more good cheer next time. You can follow The Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at The Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. Well, see you next time. In the cold and sleepless nights, I wait for you to bring me back to life. My electric eyes It doesn't mean that time can pick in every single breath I want to unfreeze my heart and fly away That's why I want to say sound 
Waiting deep inside my maze of sweet things 